Well, good morning, wrestling fans, and welcome to the Hager Hershey's Elk High School Wrestling Weekly, hosted by Gamebridge Fieldhouse. We are downtown Indianapolis uh, on the balcony overlooking the lobby as the uh, crowd will be shuffling in here uh, soon. Uh, Rex Brewer along with Dane filling in. Dane, uh, they're not letting anybody in the building yet, so our, our lobby crowd has not started to uh, develop yet, but uh, we know that uh, in a short while this will be a sea of humanity down below us. Well, they've they barely let us in, right? <laughs> Thank you, Kurt Crouch, so, a man with a bow tie from South Carolina that let us in this morning. We are joined here in our first segment by the honorary Mr. Henry Wilk. He is the, uh, what is the what is the official title? Uh, outstanding, outstanding official. Outstanding official. So welcome to the show, Henry. Thank you, Dan. We usually uh, talk to you by phone, so it's nice to have you uh, here in person with us. So you're helping out with the weigh-ins this morning? Yeah. Yep. We got about uh, six officials on four scales doing that. Dane, as an old retired official, what I've realized is that the way you get into the state finals after you're not refereeing anymore, you volunteer for something. You wear your <laughs> jacket and tie. You come down and they let you in. You know, Stan Hostetler and uh, uh, Ed Fox have done it for 40 years. But uh, I tell you what, uh, any time you can get into the this event – whether you have to pay or you get in free is is probably a, a good ticket in, a, that you can get. So, Henry, when I think about you, I think about your uh, appearance in the state finals when you were in high school. Uh, why don't you tell us a little bit about how state has has changed from 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 that appearance till till what it's become today? A good friend of mine named Mishawaka, uh, who wrestled on Mishawaka's first wrestling team in '58, came down to watch me my senior year and. A couple of years ago in the summer, he gave me the program for the state finals, my senior year, and a ticket in there. You know how much it cost to get in? Dollar <laughs> fifty. <laughs> so that tells you. <laughs> and I don't know what it is now. I think it's twenty-five dollars for a full session. <laughs> but uh, it has changed so much. On Southport High School, Rex, I think you wrestled. At I wrestled at Southport as yeah. well. Yep. And uh, you know the thing that doesn't change is the desire of these kids. You know. The techniques obviously have escalated, but uh, you know the the desire is still the same. You know, Henry, I you almost can't imagine when you see twelve, thirteen thousand people roll in here uh, for the finals on on Saturday night. Um, how many people did they used to stuff in a Southport? All I remember, it, you know, I was a sixteen-year-old kid, scared half to death, and it seemed like the crowd was just on top of you because they had like a lower section of bleachers and they had like. Mat, the mats were kind of arranged funny, and, and it seemed like the people were just on top of you. And you just looked up, and all you could see, you couldn't see the top rows. It was just like a sea of humanity. See, yeah. And most of the time when I was in school, the Bloomington uh, faithful were were strong contingent and uh, just amazing. I think it seated 6,600, and they renovated Southport High School because I think we hold our so, uh, state uh, freshman sophomore tournament there now. But, uh, yeah, it was it was it was electrifying you know and my coach al smith took me down my freshman year to watch and we had a guy from south bend riley named Ole galloway john galloway won the state in 64 65 66 and only the champion survived so you had you got to win the sectional you had to win the regional like like when i was in school uh you didn't get a second chance obviously but Ole, to this day he's the only guy that really played with with guys hmm. he wrestled a kid from ben davis in the first round in the semifinals, we only had, we only had uh, two matches. Picked up a guy, 
from Ben Davis, who was a junior, he was a senior, going for his third title, threw him in the nickel seats. <laughs> he comes back to the center, and boom, he gets lateral dropped to his back. He's bridging about that far. Well, back then we had riding time. He had two minutes, and he got a point for every minute of riding time. And uh, he ended up winning the match five to four. He didn't waste any time in the finals. He wrestled a kid from Beach Grove, <laughs> and he picked him up, halved him in the air, and stuck him in about a minute 16, as I remember. You know, as, as a referee, the only, the only wrestler I ever used to know that uh, would toy with people like that was uh, Jason Circus, or Alex Circus, the oldest Yeah, Alex, son. yeah. And yeah. Uh, I had his match in the in the team state when we were refereeing down at uh, Center Grove, and, and we Greg Moe and I had the Griffith match, and, you know, he's taking a guy down, letting him up, and he... He would pat him on a fanny when he'd let him go. And he'd go out of bounds and said, don't pat him on a fanny. I said, yes, sir. Next time, take him down, pin him, and the match is over. So he, he understood that. And it, polite as could be, did what he needed to do, and the match was over. Yeah, uh, the stories go on and on and on. And, you know, they're all true in our eyes, obviously. <laughs> um, but, uh, yeah, uh, and getting back to my point, that was my freshman year. And I, I didn't, we didn't start wrestling until freshman year. We didn't have a junior high program. And uh, Al took me down with a couple other guys for some reason he chose me 77 pounds and it gave me a taste of what it's like and that's when i set my i set my goals to be a three-time state champ i didn't make varsity till my junior year <laughs> you know that's how <laughs> he had to take your lumps you know what i mean but uh, yeah those are some good times at southport high school well, it certainly reminds us how lucky we are and walking in here today and being reminded of how much work that they've done in this facility. We are we are blessed to to have this and it's not, you know, we've been here now for 24 years, I believe, since 2000. Um we're we're, we're blessed to be here. We have a new setup on the mats out there. It looks great. They've brought in all of the seats. We were talking about this before we went on the air. Uh we've got so many more fans closer to the action. And from the furthest point on the far mat to the closest point on the near mat, the distance is a lot less than it than it used to be. So you know, Henry, we're calling it the big plus sign this year. That's yeah, what it looks like. That's and what it's I, configured. Right? I tell you what, and for all those years where they took those bleachers and there's like a big wall of bleachers where the kids kind of warmed up and stuff down there. That has all been pulled in, and and when the fans see it, they will be kind of amazed that there's that many more seats that get pulled down into that. And uh, I love the configuration. I think it's great, and it it puts the wrestlers a lot closer together, so that you don't have to. Your vision's not taken so far away. If you got had a guy on mat one and a guy on mat four, and you're trying to broadcast both of them, your head's turning back and forth. But now, mat one, mat mat one and mat four are like side by side, and then two or three are side by side, and it's a really nice configuration. It's going to be great for broadcasting, and, and even better for for fans to view. It's going sure. to be awesome. It's going to be like Southport. Yeah. They're going to be right on top of you. <laughs> and that's exciting. So uh, we were talking earlier about uh, how the technique has changed. And that's kind of a segue, I think, to talking about things like Madman Wrestling Academy. You were talking about not starting wrestling until you were right. a high schooler. And you, you showed up after school and went to practice, and that was it. And now kids have all of these great opportunities. And you're training with kids from other schools, and we're seeing the success of what Tim Myers has been able to do with his wrestling academy because it extends not just to the Belmont guys. And I know talking to uh, Tim earlier in the week, he was talking about how almost his view has almost changed because those Adam Central guys, those Jay County guys that, that, that he helps coach and help, helps train, it sort of bonds everybody together, and especially in our regional because that's kind of the, 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 the area where he's drawn from, but also guys like Easton Doster. Um, it's fun to, to compete against those guys, 
But then the nice thing about our format in Indiana is all those guys that you competed against last week, you now can root for yeah. because there's no head-to-heads with somebody from your area until you get down to Saturday. And then for most of the kids, if you get a chance to wrestle that kid again, that means you've both meddled, right? And it's it's like uh, Duke Myers and Farnell last year. Yeah. They wrestled in the semi-state finals, and, and Duke didn't like that he lost, but then they came back and got to wrestle for fifth and sixth, and there was no there was no pressure, just the fun of wrestling for a medal, shaking hands when you were done. So Madman Wrestling Academy, um, that's going to start ramping up here now that the high school season is over after this weekend as Tim is putting an emphasis on getting local kids to wrestle at ISWA State. Yeah. At, at Warren Central in March. It's only three or four weeks away. So if you've got a young wrestler who is competing in that tournament, I'm excited that I'm going to be there again this year to take it all in. Keegan Martin was a champ last year. He's a Madman um, Academy grad and an ISWA state champ. So check that out uh, in the coming weeks. And, of course, we're not at the Double Eagle. But <laughs> there is, when I passed by yesterday, I said that the Double Eagle is now the mecca of high school wrestling in Indiana because that's where the minds meet and that's where the that's where the real discussion happens. But they are streaming the wrestling all weekend at the Double Eagle. So go in, grab some food, grab some pulled pork nachos, and check out the wrestling. Listen to us. So, Henry, you may not have been tuning in, but uh, at the last Belmont match, they had uh, all the coaches back, and Ken Webb from Bloomington was there, and I interviewed him, and he said, I stopped by your studio today and was doing some stuff, and I kind of thought, well, that's in our studio. And they said, and then we had lunch at your studio. I was like, oh, they were at the Double Eagle. I forget, that, you know, our, this uh, High School Wrestling Weekly, that is our studio. But uh, So, Dane, since we uh, kind of have trouble getting uh, guests up here, we're going to keep Henry on for the second section, are we? Yes, we are. With that, I'm going to take the opportunity to play a couple commercials and back with uh, more interview with Coach Henry Real right after this on High School Wrestling Weekly. The staff at Haggard, Hershey, and Zelt Funeral Home is honored to serve the community we love and live in. Locally owned and operated by Ryan Hershey and Eric Zelt, we understand that each family we serve and each life lived tells a unique story. Our goal is to offer comfort, care, and dignity to all who entrust their loved ones to our care. We are proud to call Adams County our home and look forward to serving you for generations to come. DDD Maintenance and Repair, owned and operated by Shane Reynolds, has your local professionals for heavy-duty truck and diesel engine repair. DDD Maintenance and Repair also offers full-service sand and glass blasting for your surface restoration projects. Whether it's getting your heavy-duty truck and diesel engine running like new or sandblasting your project to look like new, we have a blast renewing the past. Give Shane and the guys a call at 260-223-5442. That's DDD Maintenance and Repair. Hi, this is Joel at Decatur Package Liquors, locally owned since 1965. I promise competitive prices and the best service in town. We offer bulk buy discounts for weddings, graduation parties, and other big celebrations. Special orders are also available and highly recommended. Don't forget about Wine Wednesday where you get the best savings. Come on, guys. It's where your friends shop. Decatur Package Liquors, with the best service and variety in town, now with locations in Monroe, Burn, and Markle. Welcome back to Hager Hershey's Elk High School Wrestling Weekly, hosted by Gamebridge Fieldhouse. We are still joined by uh, legendary coach Henry Wilk and uh, this year's official, uh, what are they calling it, Dane? It's a honorary official, a fi- man of the year, official of the year, 
I got it. I got it here. I got it. I got it. What's the official title? A press release here somewhere from Jason. Former 77-pound. Uh, Outstanding official award. There you go. Or what? There you go. That's that's what they that's what they got you. And of course, we're also going to be joined later in the program, hopefully by Captain Whitehead, who has announced that this is going to be his final state finals. And boy, you want to talk about somebody who has a bad weekend? Whoever is replacing him has got some big shoes to fill. <laughs> when do you start? Eighty-two. Because 82. people are are going to expect greatness, and I'm not sure if anybody could do a better job than what he does. He is an institution. Yeah, I know that. <clears throat> I when when we were in school, you know, he he had not started announcing when I uh, I graduated in '79, but I wrestled in the finals in '78, so he was a couple of years away yet. But uh, Henry, I, I don't know about you, but that weekend when I wrestled in the state finals, it's a blur. Every every match I ever wrestled prior to that, I remember every move, every takedown, from the time I weighed in to the time that I was standing on the podium, it was a blur, and I can't really remember a whole lot of anything. Hey, you think that's something? I wrestled Marty Hutzel in the state finals. He was a sophomore. I was a senior. And Kay was his dad. alternate on the Olympic team in yep. 56. And to this very day, he was a, a Hall of Fame coach. Won six state titles down in Georgia. Came back up here because his dad was in failing health. Uh, and coached at Bloomington North. And some of the officials, like uh, Bob Hosman, who coached at Franklin, he got with Marty. And Marty said that when, I was, when we were in high school, they they forgot to play the national anthem before the hundred before the ninety eight pound weight class. I don't remember that. <laughs> he said I would I would have beaten you if so. We go back and forth, but it's all good fun. But uh, yeah, I I remember I, I remember my junior and senior year. I, I and my best friend in college who wrestled with me at college was Doug Stoll, who won the state and Elkhart won the team state in sixty eight. My junior year. Well, he goes to Ball State, flunked out of Ball State. Uh, about four years later, I get a phone call. It's Doug. He said, hey, I like to wrestle in college. He got, he, he got the shaft over at Ball State. But anyway, he, I said, well, yeah, I'll get you. I got, you, got him an application. I wrestled 118. He wrestled 126. And uh, we were teammates. And he was out in Oklahoma. He was a very good coach out in Oklahoma City. He lives in Moore, Oklahoma. And uh, we became best of friends. You know, it's amazing going against each other for the state finals. He beat me in the dual meet, nine to eight on riding time. So, and I ended up getting pinned by him. I do remember that. I stood my head close to my knee and bam, slapped a cradle on me. But I do remember my overtime match with, and not my overtime, but six five went over Mount Vernon. I never heard of Mount Vernon in high school. Not, not the one in Fortville. Posey. Posey. Yeah, Posey. Yep. Yeah. Way down south. And. Uh, I beat him six to five. He was a junior. He didn't make it back the senior year. You know, there were a lot of good wrestlers back then that got left behind. Obviously, yeah. one bad weekend, and you know, it is it is funny how you you get linked together for life. Yeah, two guys when they meet and they've got this shared bond. We we are really good friends with with Tony Abbott, and you know his linking up with 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 Belmont at the state finals. He. He plays in a Belmont golf outing all the time. Does he really? Um, and just, you know, it, if the draw would have been different or he would have been eight pounds heavier or whatever, like you wouldn't have that shared that shared history. It's kind of funny how that works. You know, we've had Paul Baker on the show, and, and Paul defeated Tony in the state finals, and they wrestled numerous times, and Paul actually said on the air, he's like, I wrestled Tony Abbott 17 and a half minutes before I ever had a lead on him. And it was the last 30 seconds of a match I won. He said, so for the fact I beat Tony Abbott, he said, 
you know, he took he drubbed me quite a few times, and they said uh, I was very lucky to have that last win. But uh, you know, you, you talk about the way the configurations are in '78, '79. Um, if you qualified out of semi-state, they only, there was only eight guys at state finals, so there was no Friday night, you know make it so if you made it down you had a medal you had a piece of hardware leaving so you were top eight already so it just decided out who they placed out and it was like so three matches you had to wrestle to get there did they place eight back down i thought it was six uh i don't know i know that i had i had one when i left so (laughs) if you're on the top if you're on the top two i know you got one so that's all i had to worry about it was six at that time and then they expanded it to eight like the ncaa yeah the ncaa only had six places up to late 80s i think but anyway it was pretty interesting uh, Abbott, my, by the way, beat a friend of mine who I used to work out with uh, from South Bend LaSalle, Paul Troop. I don't remember the name. Paul won, Paul won a national uh, Greco championship in Far- at Fargo at that time. But he beat he beat Troop 9-8, and, and Troop was ahead and about nine seconds left. Abbott shot, took him down. And uh, a good friend of mine, Brent Lee, who coached at LaSalle, was really upset because he thought Paul could have won the state. But Tony Abbott was one tough dude. Yeah. I got one more question for you, but I want to read my ad here first before I forget. Sure. And that's for a complete selection of financial services, including financial planning and insurance services, depend on Troy Jacks at Jackson Associates, 954 Industrial Drive in Portland. Troy at Jackson Associates in Portland is pleased to be a sponsor of this special radio broadcast, live from Gainbridge Fieldhouse. And we'd like to congratulate the Jay County Patriots and all our area wrestlers on a great season. Troy at Jack's Associates in Portland wishing the Jay County Patriots the best of luck this weekend. And my question for you is, as a coach, and we were talking about this earlier last night when we got into our hotel, my wife asked about uh, Belmont's choice of hotels. They stay at the Columbia Club on the circle, away from all the parents and everybody else. And my wife asked me, you know, why do you think that is? I said, oh, I, I think BJ, for Oat, I think he always wanted the boys to be off on their own away from mom, away from girlfriend, away from anybody that was going to try to give many advice and break their concentration. Is that kind of how you approached it? Yeah, or how yeah. did you prepare kids that had never been there before to, to, to be ready for what was what was coming? Well, basically, yeah, uh, we try to focus in uh, technique-wise on, on what they do good at and don't worry about and approach it positively, you know, without. But I did remember this. We got a presidential suite. Just okay. down the road here. <laughs> it was a mix-up on the, uh, and I tried to separate them as much as I could, but, you know. That's better than the honeymoon suite. Yeah, yeah. Okay. Anyway, it was gorgeous. It was awesome. And I had all my coaches and the kids in the same suite. It was great. It was, And that was one of my last year, 2007. Uh, but uh, in regards to that, you know, know that your parents are there and support them, obviously, mm-hmm. and. That's, that's a big thing. But there are distractions. I mean, yes. it, and I, I can understand a coach to do that, to take them out and want those kids' minds to be as mentally clear and focused as you could. And, and I think that's what you need to do is just to take as many distractions away because inside these young kids' heads, there's enough distractions going on. They don't need anything else to uh, cloud their, uh, their the th- thoughts. And the closer the parents are, the more pressure there is, yeah. it seems like, you know. Yeah, and all that really matters is the six minutes that you're out there, but it's yeah. it's a – you know, it's a three-day event from having to miss school to packing your bags on Thursday to staying in, you know, a different bed and all of those types of things. You don't have your normal routine. With the setup that we have now, you don't, you like Belmont practiced for maybe half an hour, 45 minutes. Then they left yesterday, so they didn't have a normal practice yesterday. They don't have a normal practice today. 
You know, as a wrestler, you're 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 built on that routine, and even from a weight management perspective, it becomes difficult for guys. We had we had a couple area guys last week didn't make weight for semi state because, really? you know, it's it's difficult. We had one at the regionals, but uh, I don't know. I think he was cut. You know, they only got to make weight scratch weight one time, yeah. and some of the kids try to play. You know, we're talking about the weight management program. It, it's kind of tough. I, th- I think there's a problem here today because, you know, they're going to have everybody come in and walk the walk of champions so all the team members can be yeah. together. But there's two separate weigh-ins. Yeah. There's a weigh-in for the light guys, and then they wrestle. And then when they break that down and they have that section and then they're going to bring the other guys in, then those guys weigh in. So if you're a guy that's 52 on up, I mean, you're you're cutting weight and hanging on to it, and you're not weighing in until what time is weigh-in this afternoon? 430, 4, 4.30. So that's a long time to not make what, not have to get to weigh in. Pressure builds, 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 you know. It's For sure. Yeah. So uh, as we look forward to today, I, I, you know, Joe has put out so much information on Indiana Matt. It is uh, impossible to almost read it all. But one of the cool things that he put out was the uh, who do you want in your corner. And it's basically a percentage leaderboard of uh, Friday night qualifiers against Saturday placers. And goes through and it looks at in their coaching career what's their win percentage on on Friday night. Jeremiah Maggart, um, one of your former wrestlers, correct, is uh, at the top of the list. You had to have ten qualifiers to uh, to count, and he's eight out of ten. And then after that, it's kind of funny. You go Sean McGinley, Derek Snyder, Brandon Lorick. So you've got you know the heavy hitters: Brownsburg, Crown Point, Cathedral. You know how do you win state titles? How do you how do you uh, how do you find success? You win on Friday night and you get those medals. So McGinley is ninety three and wow. twenty eight <laughs> all wow. time on on Friday night. No pressure, Sean. No pressure at all. I looked at uh, Maggers' draws and it looked, it looked kind of good. You know, it, every draw's tough. Obviously, here you can't sleep on a four. You can't sleep on if you're a one, and you can't uh, rule yourself out if you're a four coming out. But Maggard probably was my most dedicated wrestler in my 31 years. I mean, he he, w- he would hang around with Sanford, the Mishawaka coach. Mm-hmm. And they went through scl- Scrub Club, you know, all over the country. And uh, But he was definitely, de- definitely deserves what he gets. There's no question. He's done a nice job at Jimtown. Well, another part of this weekend, especially for, uh, I know, Belmont and Adam Central, is you got to get the T-shirt racks. You got to get the state qualifier T-shirts with the names of the qualifiers. We know all about that, don't and we? And what a great um, company we have locally in Team Montraware in Bluffton. I know Tim worked with them. He had the design all set up, and by Saturday night, he had finalized the names on the back. And they had a, they had an alternate design for if they had four qualifiers, if they had three qualifiers, if they had two. And Tim was able to say, "Hey." These are the names. These are the weights. Get it out there, and they had the window open online till I think Sunday night, and then yesterday at 10 a.m., hand delivered. That's all Tim had to do. What a great! I mean, just the the pain that you used to go through of collecting yeah. people's money and check. It's one more thing that a coach shouldn't have to be doing the week leading up to the state finals. Team Montreal takes care of all of that. And so you, if you, you're and you know that uh, as you look in your drawer 20 years from now, you're still going to have that uh, state finals shirt because you qualified. I don't even think they made T-shirts back in the day when you and I wrestled, Henry. It's like they, they had T-shirts, but they hadn't invented ink that would stay on them long <laughs> enough through the wash. So Absolutely. The silk screen went in at that time. 
with that, I'm going to take a break here, and we'll be back with uh, more talk with uh, the coach here right after these messages on the Hangar Hershey's Elk High School Wrestling Weekly. When you're doing new construction or remodeling and you need drywall, the name to call is Paul Baker Drywall. Paul Baker Drywall does championship caliber work and gives you free estimates. Paul uses all the latest styles for your approval and his work is always guaranteed. Give Paul a call today at 701-4388. That's 701-4388. When it's time for drywall, use the best Paul Baker Drywall. Bowers Paint Studio on West Monroe Street in Decatur is hands down the best auto body repair shop in the Midwest. That's why your friends and neighbors give Bowers Paint Studio a five-star rating on Facebook. Your family ride get dinged in an accident? Take it to Bowers for a free estimate. Need a custom paint job for your collectible car or motorcycle? Bowers Paint Studio is the place to go. Nate works with all the insurance companies and can help you get a loaner. That's Bowers Paint Studio on West Monroe Street in Decatur. Brad Weber proudly supports the WZBD Wrestling Coaches Show. He also supports youth football in Adams County as a board member of the Decatur Football League and president of Belmont Cadet Football, giving our youth the chance to learn the great game of football. Some of the best football players in our area have also been fantastic wrestlers. That's why famous coaches like Joe Gibbs and John Madden always wanted wrestlers on their team. Find out more about youth football opportunities by giving Brad a call at 452-7045 or email bw at bradweberlaw.com. Welcome back to Hager Hershey's L High School Wrestling Weekly, hosted by the Gamebridge Fieldhouse. Once again, uh, thank you very much for the IHSAA for allowing us into the building. We're the only people allowed in the building this morning, and it took, uh, took a handsome man with a bow tie on to get us through here, uh, my old buddy Kurt Crouch. Uh, who is he's his administrative director of something or I forget what his official title is today, but uh, he and uh, all of his buddies down there all had bow ties on in honor of uh, Robert Falcons today. And the, the commissioner's in the house. We just saw him walk by. Uh, hopefully, he'll be able to make his way up here and be our guest today. But uh, in the meantime, we still have uh, the legend Henry uh, Wilk with us uh, on air. And uh, Henry, we talk about uh, things about in the past and in and today's. But uh, where do you see wrestling? Uh, as a whole for Indiana in the future? Wow, that's a tough question. <laughs> uh, nothing but the best. I mean, it's just improving, improving, improving. Uh, these kids are getting so good so early. You know, even at the NCAA level, you've you got so many freshmen, mm. true freshmen. There's a kid out in Pennsylvania who's a freshman in high school that's winning by tech falls and pins at the collegiate level. Hmm. Edinburgh Open. I mean, they're just getting so good so early academies you know you're, you're seeing a lot more indiana kids wrestling a big 10 network on yep. uh, on tv and it's like it's like i saw that kid wrestling i i knew that he was going to be something and then there's guys that come out and uh really have success that you you didn't think they would make in college but they they actually make better college wrestlers and high school wrestlers and there's a difference isn't there late bloomer absolutely i went up to northwestern uh, two sundays ago to watch uh, jesse russell cannon from uh, northwestern and it was Eric McGill, you know Eric. Mm-hmm. He did the Oklahoma State Oklahoma match last night, so I got on uh, ESPN Plus and, and watched that match. Oklahoma State won, but he, at, Eric's an ex- exceptional official, really good, and he's doing the NCAA's this year. So it's really neat for him. But anyway, getting back to the point, what was your question? Uh, future of high school oh, wrestling for Indiana. Yeah, Indiana. It's just getting better and better and better. Uh, you know, with the advent of these academies and and people like Madman. 
taking everybody in and steel sharpening steel. And and those kids that uh, want to get in a car and go to Iowa or Fargo or those places and wrestle in these big national tournaments yeah. uh, where, you know, sometimes you go out there and you get beat on. And then other times you go out there and have success. But you don't know if you're going to have success or not if you're sitting at home in your living room. you got to go yeah. and go and wrestle in these places to get the, get the experience. I saw an interview with Lucas Davison uh, the other day, and he said he went out with no expectations out of Fargo. And he won Greco. And he got third, I think, in freestyle. This was his sophomore junior year. And you know where he's at right now. He's ranked like third or fourth in the uh, in the NCAA, obviously. And he's really come on strong. Of course, Keith, his dad, is, <laughs> has pushed him. You know. There's some good pedigree there. Oh, yeah, there sure is. Andrew's struggling a little bit, but he's, he's, he's hanging in there in 97. I think for me, the, the, the growth in Indiana wrestling, I think a lot of it is attributed to coaching and the high level of coaches that we have and that we keep and the kids who have success on the mat they stay involved in those programs and i think that's really what it boils down to and i think the harder part as we go forward is trying to grow wrestling at the smaller schools a lot of it comes down to getting a qualified coach to go there and to stay and i know you know there's a lot written about the the difficulties in retaining teachers and pay for teachers i think the same thing goes for not just wrestling but for a lot of sports success is really built around being able to attract a coach that can stay and there's consistency from year to year and being able to build those programs we've seen what happens talking about tony abbott earlier i mean the man took something that didn't exist and turned it into a perennial they are a powerhouse now you may laugh because they're a little tiny school but they are a powerhouse they are a contender for sectional and regional titles state medals and they're one of the top five top 10 teams in 1a annually now that's because of coaching and, and nothing else yeah. and tony prides himself on the fact that you know he started a club and these kids that are on his team they come out of his club he built this club and it's like some guys are going out and they're they're doing recruiting. I know that people do it and people talk about it and you know is it good is it bad? But uh, the guys that do it from the ground level up and they build their programs and they they pride themselves on you know growing their own talent and uh, doing what they need to do. And uh, there's something you said about that. Absolutely, yeah, um, unbelievable. Yeah, I. You know they're going to gravitate. The kids are going to gravitate to where the good coaching is at. In some of your bigger areas, and that's what that's what's happening, like it or not, mm-hmm. you know. But uh, obviously, I always pride myself on trying to keep homegrown kids. And we're in a, I was in a big school, obviously, but uh, it's got you know there are small school problems and there's big school problems, and you got to deal with them as a coach. But it's harder and harder and harder, it, just as it is for a teacher now. Yeah, you know? and and you know we talked. I wrote a little bit about Gavin Davis and his journey from being a, a Leo kid and coming to Belmont as a freshman, you know, a lot of that had to do with the fact that Leo couldn't hold on to a good coach. And, you know, as you were talking earlier, kids are starting earlier and earlier, and they have goals, and they and they, they, they have things that they want to do. You know, Gavin made a decision. I don't even know who my coach is going to be next year, yeah. or if we'll have a coach. I'm going to go where I know yeah. I'm going to have consistency, and I'm going to have support, and I want to achieve my goals. Yeah. That's to me, that's different from the recruitment that, that happens yeah. in other places where guys are going from one solidified program to another 
uh, it's 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 a little different. You know, you go back in history and you go, yeah, Matt Irwin, his his brother Danny Russell for Nor- Norwell. Johnny Heller was there for years. Johnny Heller left, and they had five coaches in six years. And Matt Matt Irwin says, you know, I know that I want to be successful, and I'm going to do it. And came as a freshman, went to Belmont, you know, one, two, three, four, uh, one, two, three, as his uh, placements, and uh, he made the right decision for what he needed to do. Yeah, and, and like I said, it all comes down to coaching. Hey, somebody else who's doing great things on the wrestling mat is Andy Oberlin, both at Homestead and at the Fort Wrestling Facility. That's on 1519 Goshen Road in Fort Wayne. They're building young wrestlers all across the Fort Wayne area, one practice at a time. Join them for a live practice session for one of their upcoming camps at the Fort Wrestling Facility. Check them out at their website today at thefortwrestling.com. And Andy is really focused this year on reminding kids to, to build up and embrace their love of the sport, to watch it, to take it in, to um, think about their attitude as they go as they go through it, that it's not a chore, but it's something that they love. And he's bringing in a lot of people and having them talk to them about the, sort of their emotions around the sport and how it's a lifelong thing that you do. And uh, he's, he's doing great things there. Dane, I think the, the uh, voice of the IHSAA State Finals has just entered the building. He is. I see him there. So the, the infamous Kevin Whitehead. So I have a round of commercials lined up here. I'll send this. Uh, I'll send this in a commercial mode and be back with more talk here in a high school wrestling week. Right after these messages. Hi, this is Jesse from Heller Nursery in Decatur, Indiana. We are celebrating 75 years in business with three generations of Heller still working. During these winter months, we have a great selection of pottery and houseplants in our greenhouses. New shipments in weekly, and stay up to date with Heller Nursery on Facebook. Stop in at Heller Nursery for a breath of fresh air. Don't forget, Heller Nursery is open seven days a week, including Sundays. Check out hellernursery.com for our spring tree and shrub options. The staff at Haggard, Hershey, and Zelt Funeral Home is honored to serve the community we love and live in. Locally owned and operated by Ryan Hershey and Eric Zelt, we understand that each family we serve and each life lived tells a unique story. Our goal is to offer comfort, care, and dignity to all who entrust their loved ones to our care. We are proud to call Adams County our home and look forward to serving you for generations to come. DDD Maintenance and Repair, owned and operated by Shane Reynolds, has your local professionals for heavy-duty truck and diesel engine repair. DDD Maintenance and Repair also offers full-service sand and glass blasting for your surface restoration projects. Whether it's getting your heavy-duty truck and diesel engine running like new or sandblasting your project to look like new, we have a blast renewing the past. Give Shane and the guys a call at 260-223-5442. That's DDD Maintenance and Repair. Welcome back to Hager Hershey's Elt High School Wrestling Weekly. Hosted today by the Cambridge Fieldhouse. As uh, Dane, we uh, we went through many names here at the Fieldhouse, and each year it gets better. Uh, last year we were on the fourth level up here, and they had not renovated it yet, but that upper level has been renovated, and this is a beautiful facility. Uh, no matter where you go in there, they've put a lot more concession stands in. Uh, you can't walk more than 100 feet, and there's another concession stand in here, but uh, it's just a beautiful facility, and as you mentioned before, we are so lucky to have it along with uh, Lucas Oil for the high school f- state f- 
football championships and uh, other places, you know, Wharton Arena for the volleyball that we've been to and uh, Victory Field where they play the, the baseball state championships. And uh, we're just very blessed that the IHSAA has a good relationship with these big facilities that allow us to come in and have a class uh, act as a state finals. Well, we certainly just, we benefit as a state if you want to talk about history and government, we benefit as a state that our state capital is in the center of the state. Yeah. That's one thing that we have as an advantage over a place like Illinois where you know a lot of the best facilities, the top-notch facilities, are in Chicago, and it makes it a lot more difficult. But, yeah, I mean, we haven't talked about it yet. We, we're talking about how great this facility is. It's the elephant in the room. The elephant <laughs> in the room is we are not going to be right here a, a year from now, but, uh, you know, oh, there's been so much discussion about it. But I just keep telling people, listen, this is the highlight of my entire year this weekend nobody's going to take that away from me no matter where the state finals are uh, i think once people get over it they're going to have fun it's going to be a year to remember uh, for belmont i think it could be a great year uh, it'll be duke Myers senior year keegan martin senior year um, hopefully belmont's got two or three returning state medalists south adams is going to have a great program as they come through they didn't have any qualifiers this year but they had a great freshman class Jesse's doing some great things there. And whether it's in Evansville or Fort Wayne or wherever, I it, it's going to be just as much fun. The wrestling's still going to be taking place. You're going to see all of your friends. And that's honestly, that's what I enjoy the most. I enjoy the wrestling, but you know, staying in the same hotel, but seeing those people and having those conversations with people, getting to see getting to see you. I mean, we see each other yeah. at, at Mishawaka every year, but coming back down here, I know I'm going to see, I'm going to run into you, I'm going to I'm going to shake your hand and, and, and tell old stories, and I, I loved what you did with the very first segment today, just hearing those stories about wrestling <laughs> at Southport. That's what it's all about. And for clarification, fans out there around the Decatur area, Dane never said he wanted to be in Evansville. I said that I would enjoy... The fact that it was out of town and it still included a hotel stay. That's they do have I, a casino with a hotel in it. You could stay there. Uh, one time Orlando Fontanez went down to referee the semi-state the night before on Friday or Thursday night. He's down there and he goes in, plays some Caribbean stud and hit a huge jackpot. So uh, he was happy the whole weekend. <laughs> so we, uh, we have not mm-hmm. talked much about our local wrestlers, but uh, if you are listening to us at a different time slot than you're normally used to, um, one of the big um, the names that we'll hear here as we start at 2 o'clock is Levi Johns from Bluffton. And we're also going to call Jackson Bradley's match at 126. It's been a really cool story to be able to see Tony and then Casey Bradley um, as they've brought in Jackson. Jackson has had a great freshman season and is certainly in the hunt for a medal at 126. Also at 126 will be Cody Rowles from Jay County. And then the last few names, Tony Wood, Logan Allman, and Cameron Clark, all local wrestlers who will be covered in the first session as the snow begins to fall outside. <laughs> that is snow. But what, listen what, in for What Rex happened to 60-degree weather last weekend, Dane? Listen in to uh, Rex and AJ this afternoon, and then there will be a short break in between the sessions. And then we'll come right back with Gavin Davis and Christian Whitcamp in their opening match matches at 152 pounds. Of course, we'll also bring you Levi Abbott's match, Duke Myers' match, and then uh, a little pause before Keegan Martin steps onto the mat at 220. And then we've got uh, 
heavyweights that we're definitely following. Obviously, Zach Worm's been a great story. Titus Waters is still undefeated. Uh, Henry, we were talking about how early kids start. The Zach Worm kid from Adam Central, his dad was a state qualifier for Belmont, but he was a basketball player all the way through middle school, freshman year, played varsity, and uh, decided that it wasn't for him, and he wanted to become a football player, and somebody must have gotten his ear and told him, listen, if you want to be a better lineman, you come wrestle. And uh, he switched sides. He came out. He, he played in the state finals at Lucas Oil and came to practice and after four practices wrestled his first match last year as a sophomore and now as a junior uh, he's wrestling in the state finals so a, a pretty cool story and talk about coaching I've been trying to give Tony Curry praise for it all year but to take a kid who's never wrestled before and turn him into a state qualifier yeah. in 15 months is a pretty incredible story. Well, you've had those kids that are just really good athletes yeah. that you can sharpen the skills and turn them into wrestlers. Yeah. yeah. Uh, I had a kid named Nick Bayline. We wrestled modern day in the uh, state team championships uh, in 97. We were second to modern day. And he wrestled a kid named Schroeder, who later became an All-American at Wabash College. And Nick beat him in the duel. And Gable came up to me afterwards and said, well, who's your 71-pounder? I said, well, he was an all-state football player. Played up at Hillsdale. And a great quarterback and defensive back. He played both ways at Penn, which is a big school. He used to go to platoon. But uh, he was incredible. You know, he just did wrestling as a sidelight, you know what I mean? Mm-hmm. And uh, he picked up stuff fast. But it, the bit, bottom line is, like these kids are here, he was very competitive, you know very competitive you know we we've had guys come into belmont room and that one year we had uh, uh brian hakes was a uh, was a very good baseball player football player and uh, he was a hockey player and he played hockey during the winter and he knew that it was going to help belmont beat team state champions and they got him out to wrestle and he was this big strong physical kid and you talk about competitive that kid was yeah. not going to lose a match yeah. even if the other guy was better than he was and and he actually went from a from the team state when team, re- team regional, regional. He, w- the the first round was supposed to be competitive, and then if we won the second round, we we had a better shot at winning. And uh, he actually left after the first round and went up and played hockey. He didn't even stay around. We, I think we forfeited or we put a JV guy yeah. in, if I remember right. And then he came back, he come back and wrestled, didn't he? Yes. He came back and wrestled after his hockey game. Just a competitive kid, it sounds like. Yeah. I mean, that's the bottom line. All the techniques out the window if you've got a competitor yeah. there. You know what I mean? So uh, it's a good time for us to tell you about 8th Street Oil. I dropped my car off there before we left yesterday to get an oil change. We've been handing out, Henry, I know you listen to the show sometimes, but we've been handing out a free oil change every time one of our county wrestlers gets eight takedowns in a match. And it's been a fun, it's been a fun thing to talk about as we've gone through. And uh, my buddy Matt, who came down with us yesterday, he was saying, do you think you'll give out any oil changes this weekend? I said, <laughs> I don't we, know. We didn't even get close last week, but <laughs> yeah. uh, you know, during matches, be I'll be watching. It's like, oh, there's three click, click. So I start <laughs> keeping checks, and you know how many times we've got to seven, and a guy like gets a pin. And it's like, oh man, get one more takedown before you pin him. But you know, a free oil changes, uh, uh, and you have to be present to win. So we just make sure that we have everybody in, in our uh, wonderful crowd to uh, receive that. There's the aforementioned uh, Jeremiah Maggart just entered the the building the there building, as huh? everybody's come through. But yeah. Uh, if you need your oil changed, head on over to 8th Street Oil. Johnny does a great job to give you personal service. He also does uh, tire rotations and tire repair, that kind of stuff, battery brake service. All of that, and he's a big supporter of 
high school wrestling on the radio. So, Dane, do you have any more confirmed guests here, or I don't know, just kind of hanging out? We had talked about uh, we had talked to to Mr. Whitehead. I know uh, he said the last time I talked to him, he talked about the fact that uh, coming up from Louisville and spending the weekend, it's a, it's a it's a physically taxing event to be speaking all day long. Don't want to waste the money to, maker <laughs> to sit there, and uh, and I think he's just ready to uh, move on to the next stage of life. And we certainly Indiana Wrestling owes him. A lot, and like we said at the beginning of the show, it is going to be difficult to to replace him. I was looking forward to seeing him because he's a Franklin Central graduate. Okay. And back in, in early 70s, and I was a state champion with two Franklin Central wrestlers, John Smith, who's an All-American at Ball State, and John Deneen. And so I'm I'm just anxious to get get his take on him because I'm sure he knows him. And then they had the Klaus boys and... You, you know, mean, Franklin Central was really you solid. You mean Smitty from Muncie Southside? Yeah, yeah. Well, John. one of the guys, and I think it was either Mark Foreman or one of the guys from the 90 state championship posted a Facebook post, and they had the recorded video, and it was Kevin Whitehead announcing their state championship when they won at 90 when they had Danny Whitcliffe and Pease and yep. Tony Abbott yep. and, and uh, Foreman and Gonzalez and those guys. And uh, Great I refereed I refereed a lot of their matches during that time. I because you don't hang sure. around, you don't referee in your hometown a lot yeah. until you get really established. So I refereed a lot of Muncie South. Matter of fact, a lot of times people accuse me of getting off the Rebel team bus when they <laughs> rolled into the parking lot. Did they photocrop your? Uh, they did your not. Face no. Uh, but anyway, John John got the scholarship to Ball State because he was the one twelve pound state champion. I wanted to go to Ball State, uh, but Pete Samuels went with him, and uh, I worked out with him in the in the summers at Ball State. And he eventually went to 126, where he was an All-American. And that would have been a good fit at 18 for him. But such is life. So where would you go then, Henry? Anderson. Anderson. Yeah. Okay. Yep. So, guys, we haven't really talked about the team race yet. Rex and I were talking about it before we went on the air. Obviously, the three schools that are really in the conversation are Crown Point and Center Grove and Brownsburg. But we were talking about this Crown Point team. B.J. Froat and I were uh, – I went through and – tried to be really generous to Center Grove with the draws that they had and I gave them 12 wins today and then I tried to advance them about as far as I thought they could go and then I gave Center Grove or I'm sorry I gave Crown Point basically a, a, a regular old day you know a couple champs a couple runner ups <laughs> <pessimistic look. laughs> and I still had Crown Point ahead by 25 or 30 points I, I did their regional I did their semi-state and I worked as a supervisor there and they're incredible. Their depth is incredible. And they lost a 52-pounder to weight. And uh, they lost a 95-pounder who was ahead and got pinned. Uh, they're just, uh, they're just, uh, they're going to have too many studs, I think, in the finals. But who knows? You know, there's some great matchups in the quarters and semis that pit those three teams together. That they yeah, could the head-to-heads are certainly ones yeah. to, to, to watch. And like I said, I think Center Grove, just about to even be in the conversation, are going to have to go 12 for 12. And they did it. They, yeah. They won. And we talked about this a little bit. They won the first 25 matches at the Evansville Semi-State as a team. So they'll That's need amazing. 12 They'll need twelve wins today to be able to keep up, and maybe one of those crown point guys will get knocked off. Of course, Brownsburg um, finished behind Center Grove yeah, each, of the last, each of the last two weeks, yeah. correct? So um, they will have some, some, some work to do to, to get ahead of them, too. But it's always fun to see the, the team scores up on the board and – you know, when you got lightweights, it's always nice because you get the bump before everybody else does. And I know when Ike yeah. Rubel was wrestling, 
Um, he, he'd win a, a match in the quarterfinals and the semifinals, and all of a sudden Belmont would, would, would peak up there at 10th at, at place and then go back down. But uh, those three teams are, are definitely uh, the ones that are going to be at the top. You know, Henry, with these, these big powerhouse teams, you can have an individual that comes along, and you maybe get one or two guys that can compete in there. But as a team, you come in like a Tony Abbott and Cowan, a small team, or, or Rochester and Clint Garden, those guys coming in, it is so hard for a small school to even compete with that, with the Brownsburgs, the Center Groves. The, you know, we had Eddie Pendowski on, you know, he got 5,000 students in a school at Carmel. It's like, you know, some of these schools, 350 kids in the whole school, you know, 100, bo- 100 boys in the whole, you know, like in your junior class or whatever. And it's just uh, those competitions with the big schools are just really hard to even compete. It's, a, it's amazing, yeah. It's Keeping them together and keeping them healthy at this time of year also is a big factor. You know, I gave a speech to the, the, the coaches at the uh, regional and I said, congratulations, you get your kids here at this time because, you know, the grind of the season, you know, you got it's kind of like college wrestling. You know, Ohio State, they had three starters out the other day. And they had subs in there, but you know, they're, they're rusting them for the Big Tens. Yeah, you know, you know, keeping kids healthy, keeping yeah. kids, uh, you know, off the sickness uh, wagon, and uh, yeah. you know, getting kids to the state finals healthy is tough. It's a long season. It's a grind, and uh, to make it here unscathed is, yeah. you know, hard to do. You kind of come in as healthy as you possibly can, and you know, your trainers come in to play and. And gets you fixed up and patched up as best you can, and uh, you you get here and you're gonna you're gonna give your hundred percent. So yeah. looking at uh, at some of these, we we ought to give some props to Mike Reiser. He set a new record this year. He had two hundred of the two hundred and twenty four wrestlers ranked in his state rankings um, at the start of he missed on twenty four of right? sectional. He just missed on twenty four <laughs> of them. That's pretty good. And uh, you know, uh, people need to remember too. The way our state system is set up, it's it's not necessarily set up for the 16 best to make it. It's it's a regional representation. So there are a lot of guys who had great seasons and got knocked out by better guys who aren't here. So it can only be so perfect. But uh, there was uh, there's only one unranked wrestler at 106 pounds. But the big one that everybody's talking about at 106 is who Mike had at number one all year. That was Lane Horn. He got beat by Aiden Bollinger from Delta at the finals at Fort Wayne. And so that pits now him and Nathan Ryu from Avon as the first match that we get to see this afternoon. That's number one versus number four in the state. You know, and that match happened right in front of me. And, you know, some people was talking about why it was this and it was close. From the match I watched, I didn't think it was close. I, I thought Bowlinger dominated the match. And uh, right, right. And, and it was you know, I thought I thought Bullinger just has risen above the rest of the crowd, and I think he's your odds-on favorite for the championship today. I uh, AJ Bradley was asking me earlier in the week. Um, he asked me every year because one year he asked me who the surprise state champ was going to be, and I said it's going to be Jacob Gray, and Jacob Gray ended up winning a state title. <laughs> really? He thought I was really some sort of sage <laughs> that I, I had all of these uh, great ideas, and I told him that Aiden Bullinger was was my was my pick. He said I don't think that's an I don't think that's a surprise. I said well I think. Those of us who are in Fort Wayne are not going to be surprised if Bullinger wins. But I think the rest of the people from the state might still be skeptical on him being one of the contenders. I I expect him to win. He, he went this summer, went out, and he was either first or second in the Nationals. I mean, that's not an accident. No. Is he the uh, returning runner-up for 
last year's Fort Wayne Summit State? Um, did Jalen Hunter beat May. May? Yeah, Jalen May did. Yeah, that's six. Yeah, because I had that match. It had bloody nose and went now, long distance. The other storyline at 106 is um, Miss Ocampo okay. is favored to win today, and that's going to be a special moment. Uh, win or lose, it's going to be a special moment because uh, the crowd always recognizes her, but uh, Henry, she wrestled a match at the Coliseum on Saturday. She had no business winning this match. It was incredible. That's the overtime match. She, yes. She, that, she scrambled out of multiple situations. She had nothing left in her tank. Everybody in the arena knew that she had no energy left, and somehow she dug down deep and and beat the kid from Yorktown, and it was it was great to see. She's wrestling Joey Klein, who's like six foot tall, and she's a rather short six pounder, anyways. Yes. And you know they went at it. There was one time that she was taken down the edge of the mat and didn't give it up. There's one time that he was cranking that shoulder so high, tried to turn her, didn't get her turned, and AJ went over and talked to her dad, former Belmont guy, and said, "How did she not give it up?" And he said, "Sheer guts, just guts." And you know it's like one of those things you say, you know, how tough is a girl? She's pretty darn tough. Yeah, I saw her at the Penn Super Bowl, and she wrestled one of her losses from the Lakeshore kid out of Michigan, and uh, he had her in wings, and she wasn't going to, I think he beat her 5-1, to one. but she's got a nice little uh, wing, and she'll use her feet to, to set you off balance. And then she'll high leg over on you. How many yep. times did she get reversals in the Al Smith on that? Well, I've seen her high leg over in the state finals last year in her first round match. There's a nice little video on YouTube that I watched, and they showed her match, and she's wrestling a guy from Crown Point, and he gets a little sloppy on one side. She high legs over and almost oh, caught him on yeah. his back. Yeah, she's really good at that. Yeah, good hips. Yeah. But uh, Another match that we'll be watching at 126 pounds is Cody Rowles. He's taking on Evan Sang. That's number three versus number eight. And... Uh, Rouse is going to have his work cut out for him. I know Coach Myers has got two head-to-heads against Modern Day today. Those will be those will be interesting ones. We were uh, going back and forth on Sunday while Mr. Caprino was bringing us all of the uh, information <laughs> on the the bracket reveal. He did a nice job, by the way. Yeah. But uh, it was a lot of fun to talk to to Eric about the opportunity to wrestle against Modern Day, and it's crazy how far Jay County has has come. Looking at some of the information that Joe put out, you know, Jay County didn't even have a state placer until the 80s. And so they don't have a long history. They only have two state champs. Back to back. back. Ferguson and Glogus. I wrestled Glogus. So, but, you know, now they are a a, a perennial contender for sectional, regional, semi-state titles. And uh, they've got four guys down here today, and uh, it's... It's it's really cool to see an old AC grad like like Eric. And uh, are we getting an announcement here? We're talking about uh, letting him in. Oh. You got a Cross Creek ad to read, Dave? I do. Uh, golf is right around the corner, and I saw that a couple golf courses locally were open during the warm weather this past week. But uh, they've got sales going on right now as far as gear, gloves, balls, also on uh, memberships for the upcoming season. And uh, as the weather warms up and things green up, check out Cross Creek Golf Course for uh, all your entertainment once uh, once high school wrestling season is over. 
Well, we'd like to thank Henry for sitting in with us as we make it through close to the end of our show. We'll have one more break here to come back, but uh, we appreciate you being here, Henry. It's uh, tough to get into the building and, and uh, manage it, but uh, you as the, the man of the year, so I to speak. I pulled some strings. Let's pulled some strings. <laughs> make it in. Uh, I'll play this round of commercials and back with uh, Dane's rap and uh, tell us what's going on the rest of the week here on WZBD. Hi, this is Joel at Decatur Package Liquors, locally owned since 1965. I promise competitive prices and the best service in town. We offer bulk buy discounts for weddings, graduation parties, and other big celebrations. Special orders are also available and highly recommended. Don't forget about Wine Wednesday where you get the best savings. Come on, guys. It's where your friends shop. Decatur Package Liquors, with the best service and variety in town, now with locations in Monroe, Burn, and Markle. When you're doing new construction or remodeling and you need drywall, the name to call is Paul Baker Drywall. Paul Baker Drywall does championship caliber work and gives you free estimates. Paul uses all the latest styles for your approval and his work is always guaranteed. Give Paul a call today at 701-4388. That's 701-4388. When it's time for drywall, use the best Paul Baker Drywall. Bowers Paint Studio on West Monroe Street in Decatur is hands down the best auto body repair shop in the Midwest. That's why your friends and neighbors give Bowers Paint Studio a five-star rating on Facebook. Your family ride get dinged in an accident? Take it to Bowers for a free estimate. Need a custom paint job for your collectible car or motorcycle? Bowers Paint Studio is the place to go. Nate works with all the insurance companies and can help you get a loaner. That's Bowers Paint Studio on West Monroe Street in Decatur. Welcome back to Hager Hershey's Elder High School Wrestling Weekly, hosted by the third deck at the Gamebridge Fieldhouse overlooking the lobby as the uh, crowds have not really started to filter in yet. We're a little bit early here yet, Dane, as the uh, wrestling starts at 2 with the uh, Parade of Champions at 1.30. So we're a little bit ahead of that, but that will give us plenty of time to get down and get set up uh, from our broadcast location that we need to do and uh, allow... Uh, the rest of the crowd to come in here and uh dana like i said we've mentioned before but uh i really like the new configuration of the big plus sign and i think that's gonna it's gonna put wrestling a lot closer together and it's it's gonna make it a lot easier for us to broadcast wrestling because you're not looking from one end to extreme end to the other one you got guys right in the center and uh everybody's within between the between the blue lines yeah so join us all day long as we bring you all of the action for all the local wrestlers and highlighted matches throughout the day we will have a break in between the sessions, and we should be done, I would think, by probably 8 o'clock. Um, so tomorrow, then, we'll have the Basketball Coaches Show with Matt Conversay live from the West End Restaurant. And then after that, we'll have the second round, and uh, that separates the top four from the bottom four. Everybody has a medal, of course, tomorrow, and we'll be on air all the way through the finals as uh, hopefully we are bringing you some local wrestlers under the lights. Then on Sunday, join us at 5 o'clock for the pairing show for the Boys Basketball State Tournament, live with uh, Coach Bob Lovell and Greg Rakestraw from Indianapolis. And then after that, it will be our final show of the year. I believe we are going to be able to go on air at 7 o'clock. I haven't seen the full schedule for the basketball pairing show. But uh, listen in for that, and then we'll, we'll go right into High School Wrestling Weekly. Uh, we will not have the Purdue game on Sunday, I believe, because it is a time conflict with the basketball pairing show. But on Monday, you can listen to the Matt Painter show. It should be an interesting one after the Boilers lost 
yesterday to Maryland. We'll also have boys basketball for you on Tuesday as Bishop Dwinger takes on Belmont. And then on Wednesday, it's another radio auction. And Rex, I listened to just about all of the last one, and it was insightful as always. Did you get lots, some good deals? Lots of tidbits about the, uh, the Beatles from <laughs> our man Steve Rouse. It was fun stuff. Documentaries of documentaries and all kinds of things. The Pacers are on Thursday night. We've got boys basketball Friday night, Belmont and Jay County. And then we've got the second round of IU and Purdue, this time from Mackey Arena. That'll be live Saturday evening at 6.30. Dane, my favorite phrase, can I get me a West End? (laughs) I love it. I love it. So, Rex, uh, another great show here as the crowd begins to build, the anticipation builds. It gives me one last chance to tell you that Jackson Associates in Portland can assist you with stock and bond transactions, mutual funds, IRAs, insurance policies, and much more. That's Jackson Associates, 954 Industrial Drive in Portland. Pleased to be a sponsor of this radio broadcast, our show, and our wrestling coverage. They wish all the Jay County Patriots and all of the Jay County Regional Wrestlers good luck today at State. I'd like to thank Tony G for getting us started off this morning, and then uh, Dave Nathan, who's came on uh, for the second half of this show, and uh, David, who uh, does a fine job of uh, taking this recorded broadcast and getting it up on a podcast, and uh, that's where the rubber hits the road, Dane. We're podcasters. That's right. Hey, one quick note, if you are a Purdue fan out there, I had the game time wrong. Purdue plays at noon on Sunday, so we will carry the Boilermakers, and we'll roll right into the pairing show and then our final show. So once again, I'd like to thank our guest, Henry Wilk, who was able to make it into the building uh, ahead of the rest of the crowd, and uh, with that, that wraps another session of the Haggard Hershey Zelt High School Wrestling Weekly here on WZBD.